0: Into another episode of Armchair GMs. I'm Tommy Tellerino, and alongside me, as always, the one and only Jordan Navarro. Jordan, how we doing today?
1: Uh, you know, Tommy, doing pretty good. Um, as you can see, I am back in uh in Jacksonville. I'm back into the, the school apartment, so no more good background. We just got a window and a bed, unfortunately. But uh, just moved in a couple of days ago, and um, I'm settling in. To start the semester. Life is
0: good. There you go. Me back at the old stomping grounds. How's it feel to be back? You excited for was it one more semester, two more semesters?
1: (sighs) Yep, final semester in college before I'm officially a big boy. No more diapers on. Um Yeah, I'm excited. But you know, we'll see once the semester gets started. No one wants to do schoolwork until you know.
0: You're almost there. The finish line is straight ahead. Keep going. True. But, um, you know, it's a great time of year. Preseason started, and I, the Niners haven't played yet, have they? No. I to say, New England played, and they looked like the exact team as last year. But it's okay. You know, I I watched a couple of uh, – I didn't watch the full game. I watched the first half. And um, the defense, I thought, looked good. I was excited for that. But I've, I will say – the offense didn't look as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know, with the first game with Bill O'Brien taking over. Looked a lot more comfortable. I'm excited to see Mac Jones in it. But today, we got AFC East, NFC East offseason reviews. And I think we got to start out with the AFC East. And we got to start with the team that probably made the biggest move in the division. And that's New York Jets. New York Jets. After long trade talks, they go out, get Aaron Rodgers. They add to the receiving core alongside Garrett Wilson. They're going to pair up McCole Hardman, Al Nazard, Randall Cobb. Um, two guys that Aaron Rodgers has played with in the past. You know how he is with team chemistry and wide receiver chemistry. But overall, Jordan, what did you think of this offseason so far by the New York Jets?
1: Well, you know, they came in, um, with one goal, that was to upgrade the quarterback room, which you can't say that they didn't do. Um, Last year, just an absolute carousel of just mediocre quarterback play. Mike White, Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, none of them could hold down the spot. None of them elevated this team. Uh, Zach Wilson was a detriment and was a big reason why they didn't make the playoffs, if we're being honest, because that roster last year, the defense was very solid. They just had a fantastic draft. Garrett Wilson uh Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner all in the first two rounds. I mean, they just set up the core of their their team for, you know, years to come in one draft. They hit it out of the park and the quarterback position let them down. So uh, you know, they came into the offseason knowing that their defense is probably going to be top ten in the league. Their offense, you have Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, you have weapons there. We need somebody that can use those weapons. Our offense, you know, Robert Sala is not really worried about the offense. He knows the defense can carry them if it needs needs to, right? So they came in looking for for a quarterback upgrade. A lot of people thought they might go Jimmy Garoppolo or whatnot, and then Aaron Rodgers kind of came available, and they keyed in on him, and he wanted to go there. And um, we've seen a more focused Aaron Rodgers, uh, kind of a more lighthearted Aaron Rodgers. Even he seems kind of you know be happy to be there. So I think they've had a they've had the off off offseason that they wanted to have. Um, I don't think Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard are key pieces you know they're just there to appease Aaron Rodgers and they didn't add that much the defensive uh room that much Will McDonald uh was kind of a reach in the draft but he does have some elite traits that I think you know Robert Solomon wanted so uh obviously they gave up a bunch of draft capital to get Aaron Rodgers so they didn't have that many pieces to really uh, use in the draft anyway But I think they had the offseason that they needed to have. I didn't like trading away Elijah Moore. Also, don't think they improved the edges of their offensive line at the tackle spots enough. I'm not a big believer in uh, Beckton anymore. I think he's too injury prone. Uh, Obviously, the talent is there, but will he ever be able to reach that ceiling? And I don't think you have that window anymore now that you have Aaron Rodgers. You know, if Zach Wilson was making strides, maybe you can wait on it. But Aaron Rodgers only got a year or two left. You got to use, you know, this window and try to compete. So I think they had the offseason they're supposed to have.
0: Yeah, and like you said, this team was really good at almost every other position last year besides quarterback, and they got the guy. I feel like they always wanted, you know, I feel like for a while there were talks of Jimmy G, maybe even Derek Carr, but I think they always wanted to go out and try to trade for Aaron Rodgers, and I think this is a step they they needed to take if they want a chance at being at the number one spot in the division. Right now, the Bills are the top team in the AFC East, but I think there's a closer gap now with Aaron Rodgers in the AFC East. You never know. But um, like you said, this is the move that they needed to do, and they gave up a lot of draft capital. But when you had the draft that like you did last year, you kind of really don't need to go back-to-back years, and then this is the move that you need to make now. Uh, overall, what would you grade this offseason for the Jets?
1: i give them a B-. minus. Um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not in love with anything else they did other than just getting Aaron Rodgers, which again, their defense was so great last year, and the team in general was pretty good. And you saw Zach Wilson, you know, when he was not out there, the Jets were competitive. Even with Joe Flacco and Mike White. But when Zach Wilson was in there, they were horrible. So, you know, this is just a move to right the ship. I don't think they're that much better than they were last year in terms of just overall roster talent. But the quarterback room is a million times better, just because Aaron Rodgers won't turn the ball over. Like, is Aaron Rodgers going to be an MVP again? Probably not. But Aaron Rodgers on his last legs is a million times better than what Zach Wilson gave you last year, and probably what Mike White and Joe Flacco gave you last year. So B minus. I think they. I think they got what they need at the quarterback position. But I don't think it's a MVP caliber pickup. You know, if this was two, three years ago, A-plus. But since it's Aaron Rodgers on his last legs, you know, it's just a game manager move, really.
0: Yeah, I, I gave him a B, so we're in the same ballpark. Um, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers, what's going to help him, you know, when they have these close games, him not turn the ball over, but he also is still capable of driving down the field on that last drive, getting a score when you need it. And I I think you know the biggest thing this helps him compete and try to get very close to the first spot in the AFC East. I think it's very possible. Um they had the roster for it last year outside of quarterback, you know. They beat the Bills once. They played really competitive games, but they also lost a lot of games where I feel like if they had the right quarterback in there this is probably going the other way. So, I think I I think we have to wait and see. I we're almost getting to the regular season. We'll talk about uh division winners a couple episodes from now. But um next team we'll talk about is the reigning AFC East champs, Buffalo Bills. The Bills, you know, they were coming off a heartbreaker in the divisional round. Um they lost some key pieces, but they added some pieces into the draft as well. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, uh, they boost a tight end room. They add Connor McGovern and a rookie, Osiris Torrance, for that offensive line. Uh, They're keeping Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde together in the secondary. They lose Tremaine Edmonds. But overall, what did you think of this Bills offseason? Meh. Uh, Sean McDermott is
1: on the hot seat if I'm the Bills owner. What I will say is I think this offense, they've realized that Josh Allen can't be Superman. Me and you have talked about this yeah. ad nauseum. Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. We both agree. However, he's overrated because when he has to go Superman mode, he, he's way less efficient.
0: Yeah.
1: And while it's fun to watch and it's great for fantasy football, you're not winning games with Josh Allen having to do everything. He has to be the running back. he has to throw the ball. He's the guy when we get into the red zone. It doesn't work, okay. Even Patrick Mahomes has help. They design stuff like sure they're gonna the chiefs are gonna go as Patrick Mahomes goes, right. But the, the Buffalo Bills legitimately, if Josh Allen has a poor game, especially now because their defense is getting older and older, I don't think this defense is where it was two years ago. And I think people need to realize that. When you're asking Von Miller, who's coming off major injuries, to be the guy at edge rusher, that can backfire. It can backfire quick. I know with Father Tom, you know, everyone wants to not think about it, but it's he's undefeated. Von Miller could come into the season and look washed. Now, I'm not going to bet against him, but he's around that age. So Josh Allen has to have help, and I think the offense did that, right? Dalton Kincaid, playmaker at tight end. He'll probably end up having the second most targets in this offense if he's the guy that they're saying he is at camp. Gabe Davis tweaked his ankle last year, wasn't really healthy. I think I don't love Gabe Davis, but he's kind of like a Michael Gallup. He's a good real-life wide receiver. He can spread the field out. He's a, he wins deep. Now, you're not going to get the ball in his hands, and he's going to get you a bunch of yards, but he does win deep. And Josh Allen has, a, you know, one of the best arms in the league. Still have digs. James Cook getting a lot of reps out of the backfield. They're going to give him work. I think you give him more touches than you gave Devin, Devin Singletary last year. You get Damian Harris. Latavius Murray there. Those three running backs can actually make a functioning backfield that should be the best rushing attack they've had maybe since LaShawn McCoy was there, right? As long as we're not asking Josh Allen to be Superman, the offense will be much better. Because he was actually becoming an efficient passer in the first half of last season. And even, you know, two years ago, going into that playoff game. And then it all fell apart. He had to be Superman again. And again, he was still putting up stats, but it wasn't good. You know, that's how he got injured. That's why he had the elbow injury. And that kind of ruined their season last year because he wasn't the same Josh Allen. Keep him in the pocket. Let him use his legs when he has to offense will be much better. But I don't think this roster is that much improved. I think it's the same Bills team. We just have to have a different philosophy in terms of how we're coaching the offense.
0: Yeah, and um, you brought up coaching with McDermott on the hot seat. He just signed a two-year extension there in Buffalo. Now, personally, I would have waited to give him the extension until after this season. I, I feel like this season for him, I think it's AFC Championship or bust. Because if you get back to the divisional round, I, I consider it like, well, what what moves do we make now? You know what I mean? Because the past two years, they've got to the divisional round. Kansas City, that was just an absolute shootout. But the game against the Bengals, it was a close game, but Bengals kind of just took over early on and just rode the momentum. Um, the Bills, I the offensive line, they did upgrade a little bit with McGovern. And, you know, they drafted uh, Osiris Torrance. I'm... I'm waiting to see what he does, you know, as a rookie. I think he's going to be a good upgrade. I I think the Dalton Kincaid move is great. You know, the two tight end attack of him and Dawson Knox, I think is also going to help in play action plays. The offensive or the other offensive weapons, you know, you have digs. I'm not sold on Gabe Davis. I think he's a good deep threat. But other than that, I don't think he does as much. I think they could have gone out, maybe gotten another receiver i know they were looking at hopkins but i think that was always out there as not an option just because even at his age he's still got a pretty big contract with the tennessee titans
1: also it doesn't fill the role they need they have their target hog stefan diggs is still a top five receiver in the nfl they needed they needed the the yak guy You know, they needed the guy that they can do little designed, you know, plays for, little screens that he's going to take for 15, 20 yards. They needed their Elijah Moore, to be honest. I don't think the Jets would have traded him in the division, but they needed a wide receiver like that. Like you said, Gabe Davis is a great deep threat. I think if they had him in, like, a Jalen Guyton role, like what he was playing when he was healthy for the Chargers, he'd be fine. Um and I think Dalton Kincaid, you know, like I said, I think he's an electric talent. I think he's an elite talent at tight end. I think that's why they got him, because they needed another weapon. Dawson Knox is still, you know, viable around the red zone, but he doesn't give you much any, you know, much of anything else but that. So I agree with you. The, the, the wide receiver room needed an upgrade. And I think you're in agreement with me that this is really just the same Buffalo team.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I was going to talk about the defense next. Uh, you brought up Father Time with Von Miller, this is his second big leg injury, and, you know, they paid him a really huge contract last year. I thought he made a great point of you, you, you don't know what you're getting in Von Miller at this age, like he said with a father time. It could catch up to him. It could not. You never know. But, um, you know, they keep the secondary together, Micah Hyde, who was out last season. I think that kind of it hurt the Bills a lot in the secondary. Micah Hyde was out. Uh, Trinavius White was kind of playing in the shape really coming off the injury. Poyer had a really solid season. And, you know, they lose Tremaine Edmonds, who was probably one of their better linebackers, probably the best. How big of a loss is that for them in the linebacker room? Because, you know, they they do have Matt Milano who stepped up big. But do you think a lot of what Matt Milano was was because of Edmonds on the field? Or is it actually true talent?
1: Well, I think Matt Milano is probably a top 10 linebacker in the NFL, to be honest. Um, I think he's severely underrated. Um, I think he was, honestly, he was probably their best defensive player last year. I don't think he was relatively close. Um, I like Matt Milano. I trade Tremaine Edmonds is definitely a big loss. And again, it's one of those things, your defense is just getting older and older. They don't have the elite edge rusher, unless Vaughn Miller, you know, is going to, hold off Father Tom once more, which again, not going to bet against him, but it's undefeated. You needed that secondary to be healthy, and Poyer's up there in age. Micah Hyde is up there in age. Jadavious White is seemingly always coming off of just some nagging injuries that he just kind of has to play himself back into shape. This defense is well-coached. Sean McDermott's a great defensive coach, but if it, you know, they keep getting these injuries, they're not going to be a top 10 unit. You know, and and you're going to get into more shootouts, and then uh, everything goes back to okay, Josh, we're going to need you to go out there and have five touchdowns by yourself. You know, you're going to need to throw for three and you know rush in two. We're going to need you to put up thirty plus points. Like that's just it's not sustainable, right? And Josh Allen is not a guy that's going to back down. He Josh Allen likes to make plays, and you have to understand that. So you need your defense to be solid enough. And you need your running games to be solid enough where he doesn't have to go out there and run around because he's not going to back down. Josh Allen is out there putting his life on the line every single play he's playing like it's his last, and that's going to get him hurt if he keeps doing something like that. So you kind of have to protect him from himself by making your roster better. Um, And that's what makes him excellent, right? That's not a deterrent for Josh Allen. That's what makes him elite. It's just the way he plays the game. Uh, So, yeah, I agree with you that Tremaine Edmonds is a big loss. And that the defense just keeps getting older.
0: Uh, overall, what's the grade you're giving him after this whole offseason? C plus. Um,
1: I like Dalton Kincaid, I like Osiris Torrance, but uh both rookies. Dalton Kincaid's a rookie tight end. We know how hard it is for rookie tight ends to come into the league. They're they're given a lot of responsibilities. Um again, I love Dalton Kincaid. I think he's an elite talent. But it's a rookie tight end. There's very few that have ever been super productive so I can't give them anything other than a C plus I think it's the same team you're just hoping that the philosophy and coaching is a little bit better and that James Cook and the other running backs can take a load off of Josh Allen
0: I um I had them around the B minus to B when I was going over everything you know I thought they kind of they also did make some moves that they need to make and I feel like they are probably going to be upgrades You brought up the running back room being the best since LaShawn McCoy was there. I think James Cook can take the next step and lead that running back room. I think Damian Harris will probably be, you know, that third down back or, you know, he's that goal line back, which I think was a good move because I think he's a lot like Devin Singletary, but I feel like he might be a little bit more consistent than Singletary. So you never know. But um, like you said, the defense is aging. So you just have to wait and see what that's like. But I think overall, they did what they needed to do. But could have they gone better and made better moves? Probably. But overall, I don't think it was a terrible offseason for them. Um, next team in the division will go Miami Dolphins, who, you know, they bring in Jalen Ramsey. He does end up getting hurt. But uh, when I was going through this, I the grade I gave him was before the Jalen Ramsey injury. Because you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But at the time, you know, they bring in this this one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and they basically got him for a bag of chips. I mean, I know they're taking a big cap hit, but they got him for a bag of chips. But um what did you think overall of this Miami offseason? Um
1: Cam Smith in the first round. Love their uh they're not first round, their first draft selection, sorry. Um, and Deshaun Elliott, uh, two really good pickups for secondary. Mike White is one of the most underrated moves of the off season. Um, if Tua gets hurt again, you don't have to rely on Skylar Thompson. Uh, Mike White can keep the car on the road. Now he's not going to win you any games, but he's, you know, he's decent enough to where Mike McDaniels can scheme an offense around him and they can maybe win a couple games with him at quarterback. Uh. Vic Fangio is a great pickup, so I think Miami definitely improved their defense a lot, and I think that's going to help them win more games because you're not going to have to have Tua win these shootouts sometimes. Um, And if Tua stays healthy, you know, the sky's the limit for this offense. We saw it. Um, Devin A. Chain, you know, he brings even more speed to that offense, but I think he's just going to be a gadget guy. But even with him, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, they have plenty of running backs for Mike McDaniels to – scheme and give touches to and make a good you know running game out of that and I think Vic Fangio and Jalen Ramsey, Cam Smith, Sean Elliott like that's just gonna be they got Bradley Chubb you know he he's gonna have a full season there it's just gonna be a ridiculous upgrade to the defense the defense is gonna be much better than it was last year and more in line to where it should have been.
0: Yeah you, you brought up the the defense you know I think you know they did a great job in the defense especially bringing in Vic Fangio who I think is one of the Best defensive coordinators probably in football right now. And, you know, last year at the deadline, they made the big move of getting Bradley Chubb. And then they go into the offseason, they get Ramsey, they add other pieces of the defense. Uh, You brought up the running back room. You know, Delvin Cook has been of going there since uh, he has been released. Honestly, I think I'd rather go with the group they have now over Delvin Cook just because – You know, McDaniel's got a lot of speed guys. You know what I mean? They always thrive in that situation. They're all former 49er running backs from when he was there. But um, I think, you know, the running back room, it probably could use an upgrade, but I feel like he trusts his guy because he trusts all the guys because they've been in the system for so long. And um, the defense, I'll go back to him. I think this is huge because the Dolphins were in a lot of shootouts last year, I felt like where they had to come back from behind, and Tua had to throw the ball a lot. And that's why he saw a lot of big numbers out of the receivers and him. I think now the defense, they're going to be in a lot closer games where they don't have to throw the ball as much. So I think it's going to keep the defenses on their toes when Tua's is out there. Maybe there will be less room for injury. But like you said, his health is probably the biggest question mark. You know, if he does stay healthy, this team can make a playoff run. But if not, you don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean this team could obviously make a playoff run with Tua healthy. Um Yeah, I mean I think the only only I mean you can obviously always upgrade an offensive line. Uh there's very few units that in the NFL that couldn't use an upgrade. Um But I think it's on Tua to uh to get the ball out quick and and keep himself healthy. I don't know if there's any, you know, immediate upgrade they can make to that offensive line that's just going to make them much better, right? A running back room could obviously use an upgrade, but I don't think Mike McDaniels, I don't think they want to pay a guy like Dalvin Cook, yeah. especially when he might not even, you know, he, he's he's slowing down. I think if you're going to have that, you might as well keep the group you have and give Devin A. Chain his, you know, five to ten touches a game where he can just take anything to the house because he's got blazing speed. And, you know, obviously we we talk about teams that don't have great run games. They kind of run through the air. You get manufactured touches to your wide receivers, and they have the two best in the yeah. league to do that with, you know, Jalen Waddle and, and Tyree Kill. Uh, so it, the only position they don't have is really a tight end. They don't have a great tight end, but they didn't use Mike Gesicki that much anyway. Um, that's why they let him go. So I, I definitely see this team making a playoff run. I think with the defense, defensive upgrades and the new defensive coordinator that they've got, uh Vic Fangio also familiar with the Kyle Shanahan style offense, so he'll understand, you know, kind of how he has to pace his guys on defense. Uh I give him a B plus. I think they had an excellent offseason. And if Tua stays healthy, this team is going to be formidable in the AFC East.
0: I also gave him a B plus. And one thing we did forget to mention, after Ramsey does go down, they bring in star studded corner, Eli Apple. Who oh, is yeah. also going to help the secondary? We know, we that's, all know, of course, how Eli. is Tyreek
1: yeah, and he's Tyreek yeah. kills' best friend. Um, you know, they they're the great camaraderie right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great move. I, I, I'd love to sit in on those practices, to be honest, just to see Tyreek kill one on one with Eli Apple all day. I think that'd be amazing. But um, yeah, I they're another team where you know, honestly, if two is in that playoff game. There's a good shot that maybe it goes the other way against the Bills. You never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Skylar Thompson didn't play nearly as bad as everyone thought he was going to, and they were kind of in that game. Um, So the AFC East is going to be an extremely close division. And Tommy, this is the perfect segue. I know it's your team, but let me do it. Like I said, very close division. This team also upgraded New England Patriots. Um, It wasn't sexy, okay, and it It never is for the Patriots, but. Going from Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to Bill O'Brien cannot be overstated, understated enough. That's like going from a Ford Model T fresh off the line in nineteen whatever, nineteen twenty, nineteen eighteen, to a Ferrari. And Bill O'Brien's offenses aren't that great. It's just he's an actual OC. He's called plays. He's familiar with this style of offense and what Bill Belichick wants out of an offense. And even though y'all got, you know, y'all lost Jacoby Myers, y'all brought in Juju. That's a one-for-one replacement. Mike Geseki, Hunter Henry's there. They're gonna run two tight end sets. Both of those guys are athletic. Both of them can get out there and run a little bit. Um, so two good tight ends. You you've got a sixth round wide receiver Demario Douglas. He's turning up at camp. I don't know if he'll be a player, but at least there's some juice there. Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker, like the wide receiver room, not great. But there's enough pieces there where you can make something out of it. Um, Christian Gonzalez and Keon White falling in the draft to you guys was excellent. Two great pickups for that defense. They reshaped and restocked the depth along the offensive line, the receiver and cornerback rooms, which were the biggest issues. So you hit the key needs there. And again, wide receiver room, not sexy, not great. But Juju catching passes. From Mac Jones and a Bill O'Brien offense with Ramondre Stevenson. With, you know, the the multitude of other, I don't want to say bargain bin players, but that's pretty much what they are. Bargain yeah. bin players, $5 players. You'll do something with this offense much more than you did last year. And that's saying something because y'all were in games last year. The Patriots were in games last year that they shouldn't have been. But Bill Bill Belichick's defense is just that good. And this secondary... Is ridiculous. It's the best secondary in the AFC East. Um, I know people are gonna, you know, pick the Dolphins because they have the big names, or the Jets because they have Sauce Gardner, but as a team, as a coached unit, the Patriots secondary is probably the best in the AFC East. Yeah. They're gonna they're probably gonna go nine and eight. You know, they're gonna, oh, it's gonna be right around there. Yeah. And it's just it's one of those things. This is you know, everyone's picked for the last place team, but it won't shock anyone if they make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, going into the draft night, I really wanted J. S. N. Z. Flowers to upgrade the receiver room because, honestly, I didn't think Christian Gonzalez was going to be there. I really didn't. I thought he was probably going to go top ten. He's going to be one of the first corners off the board. We end up trading back, and he still falls to us. So I think that was a great pick. Keon White, man, he showed out in the plays that he made against Houston. I think the biggest loss for him on the defensive side, Devin McCourty retiring because he was there for so long. He was an amazing guy in the secondary. He was the captain for that defense for so many years. They moved Jalen Mills over to safety. So I'm excited to see what he does there. He's He's played safety in the past. He went to corner when he got to New England. So it didn't work out as much as he'd hoped. I think he'll thrive at safety. Uh, They bring back Jonathan Jones, which I thought was really good because I thought he had a great year. He had a couple bad games against the big receivers, but he's still young. He can learn from it. And then, you know, they brought in Juju. I viewed it as a lateral move to Jacoby Myers, but I do think Juju has a little bit more upside. You know, I think he might shine a little bit more than Jacoby Myers did. Um, You know, they drafted Taequann Thornton last year. I think he'll take a next step. So I think that's important for the wide receiver room. But overall, like you said, Bill O'Brien coming back. um, It's, I mean, it's a automatic upgrade for whatever you replaced uh, the last pair for the offensive coordinating job. But I think, you know, after seeing the first game of preseason, what I really liked they're kind of getting back to what the offense was before. A lot of screens, a lot of slants, a lot of curls, and four verticals at times. They really needed to upgrade the offensive line. I think they did to an extent, but I still don't think that it's great. The defense, um, they didn't really have to make a lot of moves. They're probably still going to be a top 15 defensive unit. They always are. You know, they're well coached. They restructured uh, Judon's contract. I I think it's well-deserved. I mean, he's been the anchor for that defense for the past two years. Overall, though, on the offseason season him, I gave him a C because, honestly, you know, they, they needed the moves that they need to make, but they didn't go above and beyond, in my opinion.
1: Uh, obviously, you're always going to be critical of your own team, and I respect the C, but I think Bill O'Brien is such a massive upgrade over whatever the offense was last year. I mean, I'm listen, I'm not, again, not in tune with the X and O's of football. I've never coached. I've never played at a high level i am absolutely one hundred thousand million trillion percent sure that i could have called a better offense than joe judge and matt patricia last oh year. yeah just with a madden playback. yeah i mean you saw mac jones on the sidelines last year just screaming like let me throw the ball like let me play quarterback and Ramondre stevenson was used so much last year because they didn't know what else to do yeah. it was the only thing that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia could rub their last two brain cells together and figure out, just check the ball down, right? That's the only thing they knew how to call. And Ramondre Stevenson, great talent. He's not Christian McCaffrey. Okay, okay, you're not going to run your entire offense through him. He's a piece of the offense. I don't think he's a X factor in an offense. And you're giving him a lot more responsibility. There's not a backup running back there, which they have been uh, in talks with a lot of the vets that are left. So maybe you guys bring in a Leonard Fournette, or something like that to uh, kind of take some of the workload off of them, which I think would be a smart move. But this offense, Mac Jones, and if it's Bailey Zappi, whatever, I think Bailey Zappi is also a decent enough quarterback. They'll be able to play quarterback. It won't. It won't be a mess. Though there will be level concepts you know you'll be able to make these layered throws you'll be able to push the ball down the field a little bit now there's not enough talent on this roster to go out there and air raid i mean that's not going to happen no. still running the ball still check downs still over the middle that it's fine it's the patriots way i've seen tom brady dink and dunk for 20 years and somehow win six super bowls right we understand i give him a b uh i, I think the team is so upgraded just because of Bill O'Brien. And yeah. I don't like Bill O'Brien. Again, the media, we we have the running joke. They went to Nick Saban's rehab. Yeah. The stink is off of him from Houston. Okay, it's off of him. The the stank is gone. People are back in on Bill O'Brien because he went to Alabama. So I, I, I'm I'm inclined to follow the herd here. I'm willing to see what he has. And I think it's much better than whatever it was last year.
0: Um I think what's gonna help Bill O'Brien is, you know, when he got to Houston, I feel like he was kind of in over his head because he was making GM moves. He was—I don't think he's a great head coach, but when he's an offensive coordinator, I think he's great. So if you just stick him in that role, I think it will be fine. Um, I forgot to bring up Mike Osecki. I—I like the move a lot. Uh, We had John—he's basically John Smith's replacement. Uh him and Hunter Henry, I think, are both really good guys in the red zone. We saw what Hunter Henry could do two years ago. He didn't really do much last year. In this new system, I think he can thrive. And um I'm I can't wait for a nine and eight season. I mean
1: it's gonna I be mean, it's, just one of, it's one of those things where yeah. it's it's nine and eight. Just based off of coaching, it's like yeah. a Mike. Tom- it's like the Steelers, right? But if Mac Jones takes a step, because you, you look at his rookie year, Tommy, you can't tell me you weren't 4, just a little, oh, yeah, was, a little bit yeah, excited. a little bit excited about what Mac excited. Jones. And it's not that people. I mean, a lot of people just trolling said, "Oh, he's Tom Brady reincarnated. And, you know, yeah. the next Tom Brady." But legitimately, th- he looked like a professional quarterback, and I was like, "Okay, they've got their guy." Maybe he's only ever going to be a game manager. Maybe he's already at his ceiling, because that's kind of where he was at, coming out of college, right? He was yeah. the highest floor, lowest ceiling guy. But that was going to work. Y'all made the playoffs. Yeah. And then Bill Belichick, for some reason, decided we don't need an offensive coordinator. We Matt Jones got those 4,000 yards by himself as a rookie. He called all the plays. He was Tom Brady. no. That No, Bill, I know you're senile, but that's not what happened. Now he has an C. One that, you know, a, they have the Alabama connection. Not that Bill O'Brien was there, but, you know, they, they have that connection. They they both understand each other's strengths, I think. I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to go out there and try to call plays like he has John Watson. Out, yeah, yeah like he's, he's going to call a Mac Jones offense. Yeah. And I think Mac Jones can run that offense extremely well. I think Mac Jones is severely underrated. And I think he's going, if he takes even a, a slight step up from where he was his rookie year, y'all might win 10 games. Like, it's tough to beat the Patriots. You can't go into Gillette and win easily. It doesn't happen. Those cold weather games, they're prepared for it more than Buffalo is.
0: We've seen, we've seen it, it in Buffalo.
1: It, 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 it is so hard to beat the Patriots, it is almost impossible if they're on a roll. To beat them. Again, they're my pick for last place still. But it's oh, not yeah. because they're bad. It's just because the town on the roster. But again, if they make the playoffs, won't be shocked.
0: You know, they just added 22,000 square foot. Uh, jumbotron, I think it, it is at the end. I don't even know what you want to call it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it is what it is. It's back the Patriot way from this season. And honestly, last year. What I truly think happened with the offensive coordinating job. I didn't think I think Belichick thought uh McDaniels wasn't gonna leave him. Honestly. I don't think he thought he was gonna go take a head coaching job, and then he was like, Oh shit, I actually have to go find someone. I don't know who's out there, so let me just bring back former coaches. Honestly, I think that's what happened. But it's in the past. So you never know. Um I think we gotta go to the NFC East now. And honestly, I say we start out with the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, the team coming off the Super Bowl appearance, made moves in the draft that were, I think, huge for them. They did lose some key pieces on the defensive side. But, uh, you know, they bring in the young guys. Jordan, how do you think they're off season one?
1: Um, it pisses me off. <laughs> uh, it, it, you get Jalen Carter and Noah Smith somehow. Um, Kelly Ringo, like their draft was excellent. I mean, yeah, I, I can't hate on their draft. It, just in terms of pure talent and where they got them, it was excellent. This team is coming off a Super Bowl performance. Uh, for for the ages, or at least Jalen Hurts is. I mean, the team as a whole was in this game. Jalen Hurts has proven that he's a top three, four quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, he's taken the strides to put himself there. He got paid. Like, he was that guy, and I think the Super Bowl performers backed it up. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slade, James Bradbury are all a year older, but I'm not banking on any of them to fall off. So a lot of veteran presence on this team, and the pieces they did, you know, lose, like Javon Hargrave, can be replaced internally by, like, a Jordan Davis or a Jalen Carter. Get, get some more uh, juice on the edge with Nolan, Nolan Smith. I, I Coming off a of Super Bowl performance, having the draft they just had, it, it's got to be, it can't be anything but an A. It, it literally can't be anything but an A. They, they, no one's unhappy. It, it seems like every time a team wins the Super Bowl or makes it to the Super Bowl, someone's unhappy. Someone, I made it to the Super Bowl because of me. Some receiver says me. Some running back says me. Some quarterback says me. They want a ridiculous amount of money, and then you've got this holdout, and then it's all this drama. Eagles had none of that. There was kind of a moment with Darius Slay where people, you know, maybe he's going to get traded. No, but we smoothed that out. He's back on the team. Hey,
0: hey. Yeah, can't be I, anything but an A. I was going to say, I personally, I think they probably had one of the best off seasons in all football just because, you know, you look at the pieces that they lost, you know, with um, Hargrave and Sanders specifically. They replaced them like that with just younger versions on rookie contracts, yeah. it felt and, like. And
1: what you have to think, even even Hargrave, they had already future-proofed that spot with Jordan Davis. Yeah. They, you know, and, and, and the linebackers, like TJ Edwards, they had N'Kobe Dean waiting, you know. So they had already kind of future-proofed these spots and had these guys waiting in the wings to go. So even the losses, they, they, they really weren't losses, yeah. you know.
0: And, you know, honestly, I look at the Miles Sanders situation where – he got paid by Carolina. They bring in DeAndre Swift, who is still on a rookie contract. We've seen him pop off before in Detroit. But the whole running back room, I believe, is getting paid the same amount Miles Sanders would have got paid if they gave him the long-term deal. So, just,
1: yeah, and, I mean, it's like. And you saw him down the stretch. They're starting to prefer Kenneth Gainwell over Miles yeah. Sanders anyway. He had a big playoffs. Uh, so Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, Gainwell. I, I I mean you really can't one of those three is gonna get kind of the Miles Sanders esque role. I don't think any running back will have the work that Miles Sanders got last year. But all three of them can contribute the same amount that Miles Sanders did. And you still have Jalen Hurts, who's the best quarterback in the red zone in the NFL. So it's just
0: Any guy that gets
1: Yeah, so the, and no one's unhappy. Yeah. Which yeah. everyone everyone is bought back in again. It looked like they were going to lose Bradbury or Slay, and they brought them both back somehow. So it's it can it can't be anything but an A. I think they had a top three off season in the NFL, and it's just it's insane how well run they are.
0: Yeah, and literally, I think one of the key losses that probably didn't get replaced like that was probably C.J. Gardner Johnson. But um, you know. I think the secondary is still great as a whole where it's like, okay, they're missing them, but it's not that big of a loss based on the whole defensive situation. But, uh, like you said, one of the best off seasons in the the NFL. Um, I think we'll go to the other team that made the playoffs. We'll go, we'll talk about Dallas next. Um, You know, this is kind of, they made moves in the offseason. They didn't have a whole lot of money. You know, they give Trayvon Diggs the extension. They trade for Brandon Cooks and Stefan Gilmer, which I think were their biggest moves. Um, Honestly, though, when I bring up the Brandon Cooks trade, I think they were better off keeping Amari Cooper. I know that they paid; he's paid way more. But honestly, the wide receiver room took a big hit last year. I know Michael Gallup was playing back in shape. But honestly, I don't think he's, that guy for Dallas, you know, if he had C.D. and Amari, I think he would have been set. But C.D. and Cooks, I think, is good overall. What do you think of this off season?
1: Unspectacular. Yeah. Um, you lose Kellen Moore over for whatever reason. Um, they went to San Francisco and got demolished. Um, that wasn't Kellen Moore's fault. That Zeke was playing center for the last snap of the game. I. I highly doubt that. That's how they wanted their season to end. Um, I don't have any. Stefan Gilmore is still capable of high level play, right? He's still a good corner. You know, he'll be the two with with Trayvon Diggs there. Brandon Cooks a nice wide receiver, but I'm 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 almost forced to say it's redundant because isn't that the role that Michael Gallup is supposed to play? He's yeah. kind of supposed to be the field stretcher him and like Brandon Cooks is he's getting up there in age and for a guy like him are you really going to put him in the like is he going to be like your slot like yak guy because CeeDee Lamb is probably the best slot wide receiver in the NFL so are you really going to put Brandon Cooks in the slot over CeeDee that's not going to happen so you're going to put him outside okay then why did you pay Michael Gallup all that money because isn't that where Michael Gallup is supposed to help you so like you said they're better off than Mari Cooper so I'm not in love with the Brandon Cooks trade. I think he's a solid wide receiver. I think he's good. I you know, I think he can still be useful, you know, help Dak, obviously. But this team is gonna go as Dak goes. If Dak Prescott continues to be just a slightly above average quarterback, this team will continue to go twelve and five, 13 and four, and get bounced in the divisional round. Uh Mozzie Smith was really good for the interior of the defensive line. I think it's probably the best pick they made and the rest of the draft was just eh. Uh, lost Dalton Schultz, but I think Dalton Schultz needed Dak Prescott more than Dak Prescott needed Dalton Schultz. So I think Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker, and uh, Peyton Hendershot can fill that role fine. But I don't see the upgrades for this team. Um, And you lose Kellen Moore, who I think was a great offensive coordinator because Mike McCarthy wants to call plays. I've seen a Mike McCarthy offense. It doesn't win Super Bowls unless you have Aaron Rodgers prime Aaron Rodgers at that it's just another cowboy season that's all this is shaping up now if Michael Parsons and Trayvon Diggs both have ridiculous seasons and they're one and two for defensive player of the year sure this team might do something but assuming that they both just have really good seasons and are superstars and they're not putting the team on their back literally this team will go as Dak Prescott goes and I'm out on Dak Prescott so I give him a seat I don't Think this was that fantastic for Dallas?
0: Honestly, I think the biggest thing for him is they kept the defense together. And you know, there was talks: is Dan Quinn going to leave? They they had to keep Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator, or else I think that defense takes a tremendous drop. Um, they kept a lot of the role players together, and you know, they they finally cut Zeke. Tony Pollard is the lead back. We'll see how he does in. Uh, Mike McCarthy offense probably does really good, but like you said, they go where Dak goes, and honestly, it's just going to be another Dak season that we've seen the past two years where you'll have a really good game.
1: And a a lot of, not to cut you off, but and I think I know you're going with that, but a lot of what made Dak better when he was younger is he was a little bit mobile. like He could get out and extend his plays. He could break his tackle, too yeah now that he's had this ankle injury, and you know he's he's a little bit more hesitant to go out there and do that, and he's not a guy that's gonna win from the pocket that much. he's not really that precise of a passer and not to, like is you know we they've led top three offense in the n f l you know all these you know Kelly yeah. Moore and it's not that he can't lead that lead of an offense it's just that once you get into the playoffs and you're playing the San Franciscos and you're playing the Philadelphias those defenses. Eat Dak Prescott alive. The, def- the, the way those defense struggle is when you get guys like Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Jalen Hurts, guys that get out of the pocket, that extend plays, that can make something out of nothing. And Dak Prescott can't do that. And they don't have a good enough offensive roster that you can have a guy like Dak Prescott just be okay. Like he needs to be great.
0: And honestly, you know, you look back and you go, what if they did draft Johnny Manziel? You know what I mean? They, the documentary just dropped, Jordan.
1: Okay, Johnny Manziel, right. calm, Dak Prescott. Calm down. I
0: mean, come, come on. on. <laughs> but um, I also want to bring up Zach Martin is holding out, which I think is that's huge for this offensive line because it has deteriorated from its prime. And losing Zach Martin, if he does hold out in the regular season, not good. That's You think Dak has looked bad at times now it could get a whole lot worse. But I give them a B just because, you know, they made moves to kind of be the same as where they are. But I think the same as where they are is still at a divisional round in the playoffs. So, like, yeah. it's still kind of a success. But like you said, they go where Dak leads them. And once they get to those San Frans and the Phillies, it's it's a tough game. They're still in it, but it's it's a tough game. Um, We'll go to the Giants next. Giants, they're coming off a, a miracle-like s- season. They won so many close games. Uh, did amazing with the offense. Jordan, what did you think of the offseason as a whole, though, for him?
1: Uh, first and foremost, you should have given Saquon a contract instead of Daniel Jones. Um, but the Daniel Jones contract, once you look into it, is not nearly as bad as people think it is. But still, I think I would rather have Saquon locked up long-term than Daniel Jones, Um, even if it is, I mean, again, we're getting into the whole running back yeah. market, and they, we're not going to talk about that. Just saying, I think Saquon's more important to this team than Daniel Jones is. Uh, but going to get Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, someone that can actually, you can run a passing game through. Um, They got a, a, every single slot receiver that didn't have a job in the NFL, went to the Giants, so it's, there's gotta be three guys out of that, whatever they got, plus Jalen Hyatt and, and Wondell Robinson. There's three guys there that can make a decent run
0: or wide receiver Someone's gotta pop off at that
1: last wide receiver. Yeah. Uh Deontay Banks at corner, uh John Michael Schmitz at uh at center, who I th- was I was in love with him. I think he's one of the best offensive line prospects in this draft or was, and they got him. Uh Andrew Thomas, another that top three left tackle in the NFL right now. You give Evan Neal another season. They had a they had a really good off season. Um and I think it's one of those where last year it was kind of a, okay, Daniel Jones, what do you have? Now it's okay, we're gonna surround you with some more talent, even if it's not great. We're gonna get you a Darren Waller. You got Saquon back, we're gonna get you all these receivers, some you know, Paris Campbell, someone will come out of here and we'll make a decent enough wide receiver room. Brian Dayball, good offensive coach. He's gonna make an offense out of it now it's on you to take the next step. I think the defense is going to be there. I think that defense is going to get nasty. I think they're, they're going to be almost a top 10 unit in the NFL. They have that much talent on the defense now. So to win playoff games, is going to be on DeAndre Jones to take the next step.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you kind of saw that in the Philly game because they ate him alive. And it was just basically, they knew they it looked like they knew the game plan going in. Um, they trade for Darren Waller, which they I feel like they didn't give up that much for him. I believe it was like a third no. or fourth round pick, right? Yeah. So it's like that's a great deal. The problem is, you know, why Vegas traded him. They didn't know if he was gonna be healthy for full seasons. I think he probably will be, honestly. I you know, I know the last two seasons it hasn't looked like it, but he had years before that. Uh big red zone guy, they're already making a connection in training camp from what I've seen. I'm not sold in the wide receiver room. I didn't think they made that great of upgrades. I mean, it. I just feel like there's still not a lot of weapons around. They do end up getting Saquon back for another year, but I'm with you. Saquon, I think, earned that long-term deal way more than Daniel Jones did. But um, the defensive side, I did not think they had to make a lot of moves, but I still think they're going to be a really good defense, like you said. Uh, overall, though, what do you give them for an offseason grade?
1: I gave him a B just because I don't think they were ambitious enough. Um, I think they should have been in this quarterback market. I think they should have been trying to get a Derek Carr, someone like that. Even if you want to see what Daniel Jones has, give him, um, you know, if you, if you go out and you try to get one of those guys, maybe you can get Daniel Jones back even on a, on an even better deal. Cause realistically there wasn't going to be a team that was going to give him a contract to start more likely than not. It was either going to be the giants or bust in my eyes. Um, you know, maybe there was a team that was going to take a risk on Daniel Jones, uh, but they also kept their flexibility long term. So if Daniel Jones isn't the guy, and this team doesn't takes a step back or doesn't progress, then they can kind of just get out from under him and get their guy. It's just, I think, once you saw what this defense can become, and what Brian Dable is bringing as a coach, and how he's got those guys believing, I think you should have been ambitious and tried to strike this off season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you summed up everything perfectly. I also gave him a B. Um I, I like the Darren Waller trade a lot for him, just because I think it provides a, a very big security blanket for Daniel Jones. So I think he'll be he'll have a great season there in New York. I think they prob- they could have gone out maybe and looked at Hopkins. I don't know if they were ever in the running. I think that would have upgraded the wide receiver room. Like you said, I think they could have got more ambitious. But Time will tell. I think this team still could make a run into the playoffs. So you never know. And the last team, we talked about them in the the tier list, the Washington Commanders. They just got sold. That was the big move of the offseason for them. Um, what would you think about them?
1: I think they quietly had
0: probably – We'll we'll talk about
1: the defense because I'm I'm gonna get to the offense in a minute and I'm gonna go on a kind of a rant. But defensively, they had a very quiet but solid uh offseason. Uh Cam Dantzler and Emmanuel Forbes were excellent additions to that secondary. They had no corners. They brought in two guys that have some upside. So I think the secondary is going to be better. Chase Young is going to have to be healthy for that defense to kind of, you know, grow up and be what they're supposed to be. But we talked about this. Their front seven two years ago was highly rated. People thought they were going to be monsters. A lot of that is still there. They just kind of, they got to stay healthy, got to stay on the field. And I think they're, you know, Ron Rivera just has to coach them up a little bit more. But we see it for two or three games at a time. The commanders, their defense looks like something. I don't think it's a top ten unit, but I think if that front seven can stay healthy and Emmanuel Forbes and Cam Dantzler can help that secondary, this defense can be middle of the pack, serviceable, and I think that's way better than it's been. You get sold, you get the stink and stank of Dan Snyder off of you. That can't be understated enough. Uh, You know that that's huge especially for players in the locker room and coaches to get that weight off of you to your team's not in the news every single day, every week for something negative, for some scandal it's gone. The news no longer cares about you, right? The the national news posts aren't coming and, and talking to you and wanting interviews and talking about the situation because they just want drama. There's no more drama on this team. They are unassuming, unspectacular, middle-of-the-pack NFL team that is perfect for this group that's where you want to be because now let me get into my rant on the offense why it's perfect for where they want to be Tommy they have one of the best young position groups in the NFL with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson I think Jahan Dotson has the talent to end up being a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL I don't know if he'll get there But the guy is ridiculous. For a sub 5'11 wide receiver, his catch radius is insane. He's a fantastic route runner. He breaks tackles like crazy after the catch. He is like, I I don't have an exact, like I want to say Debo, but he's he's a much much better wide receiver than Debo Samuel. Him and Debo aren't even on the same planet when it comes to playing wide receiver. Just strictly wide receiver, it's not on the same planet. Jahan Dotson can run every route and run it well. Add that to Terry McLaurin, who probably is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. He's just never given the respect because of his quarterback play. Running back room of Chris Rodriguez, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson is decent enough. You bring in Eric bien so Ron Rivera can no longer do whatever he was doing for the offense. Or Scott Turner, sorry. Um, Eric bien is a good OC. We'll see if it was him or Andy Reid, right? And I think Eric Banami still, you know, even without Andy Reid, can do something. My issue comes to the quarterback room. I like Sam Howe coming out of college. I already have, I've seen what Jacoby Brissett can do. You don't want him as your quarterback. I think, and here's where I'm ranting where you want to be an unassuming, unspectacular middle of the pack team is because you have Sam Howe. Do not start Jacoby Brissett. Not a snap this season. The Commanders are not beating a playoff team. They're not. You're not beating a playoff. Let me repeat it again. You are not beating a playoff team if you make it there. It's not going to happen. Figure out what you have with Sam Howe. He has talent. I don't know if he's a Mike White. I don't know if he's a flash in the pan, but something is there. He's mobile. He has a good arm. He was. Pretty good in college. At one point, he was kind of mocked to be like the second quarterback off the board or the first quarterback off the board in his draft class. Something is there. Figure it out. If you have your franchise quarterback and you drafted him in what the third, second, some, some second round, fifth. something like that, fifth round. Was he a fifth rounder? I think really? It was
0: fifth. Let me look.
1: Whatever round you drafted him, in, that is ridiculous. That's excellent.
0: Yeah, fifth round.
1: Okay, if you got him in the fifth round, that's excellent, right? But figure it out. Ron Rivera needs to understand, and I think he's on the hot seat, you're not competing. You are a fringe playoff team, right? And I know you want to make the playoffs for the new owners, whatever. But you're a fringe playoff team. They're already probably looking to replace you as is. Figure it out. And I don't think they're going to. Not what I've seen with the Commanders. I think it's going to be one of those things where Sam Howe struggles. In a couple games, and then Jacoby Brissett comes in. And then Jacoby Brissett struggles in a couple games, and Sam Howe comes back. Stop that. Give Sam Howe every single snap when he is healthy figure out what you have with him. Because you, again, are unassuming, middle-of-the-pack team. There's not going to be a lot of pressure on him. You're not going to get a lot of national news. It's perfect. Everything coming out of Washington right now is positive because you have a new ownership group. It's the perfect time to see if you have something with this pretty much rookie quarterback.
0: And honestly, that's the best thing for him is there's no news coming out of Washington. Um, I really like Sam Howell. I'm with you. Have him start the whole year. Let him get reps. You've seen what Jacoby Brissett is. He's a game manager at best. You know that already. But you don't know what you have in Sam Howell. So let him figure it out. Let him go through the mishaps. Let him have the big plays. And I think, you know, training camp started He's impressed a lot of people, I believe, in Washington. And I know him and Terry McLaurin are making a great connection, which I think is huge for him. They surrounded him with those two playmakers in Terry McLaurin and Dotson. They upgraded the offensive line a little bit for him too, which I think will help. The running back room's the same. Um, Antonio Gibson was supposed to be this amazing running back with Ron Rivera. It's not going to happen. Uh, Brian Robinson is also there. They drafted two, so the running back room, it's solid. You know, you kind of know what you're going to get out of it. You know they're not going to exceed expectations, but I think they're not going to fall that much below. Um, they bring in Bienemy, which a lot of people are like, he should have been interviewed, for, or he should have at least got a head coaching job. I'm with you. I think it's a lot of it is how much of what he was doing was Andy Reid. You know, he's he's coming off working with one of the best coaches ever in football. So I think it's a good move for him, though. It's an upgrade. Overall, though, what are you giving him for an offseason grade?
1: Uh, I'm trying not to factor in the ownership selling, because if that was in the A+, I mean, it can't be stated enough just how big that is for this organization. I don't love Ron Rivera as coach. I think the Eric Bieniemy hire is, is fine, um, and I but I think it's kind of a one-year stop, because I think if this offense exceeds expectations, he's going to get a head coaching job pretty quickly. Um, just off the top of my head, because I actually didn't have a grade for them coming into this, probably a B-minus. Uh, it's more about what happens in season with this team because they didn't make, you know, too many great acquisitions in the offseason. I do think Emmanuel Forbes and Cam Dantzler are huge. But it, you have to give Sam Howe every snap of the season. Like it just has to happen. But I'll give him a B
0: minus. I also had him a B minus. Um honestly, I think this is Ron Rivera's last year. I honestly can see the enemy taking over after Rivera if they do want to move on from him. I think this is just a segue. It could be a segue for him. like he said, one year stop. But um, you know they made some moves in the off season, but the, it wasn't spectacular stuff. So they didn't they didn't impress me, but they made needed they made moves they need to make. So I'll give them that. Yeah. And it's funny because with both these AFC East teams, or I'm sorry, the, the AFC and NFC East teams, it's like. You know, we're looking at these these last place spots probably with New England and Washington. They're still not bad teams, you know what I mean, like other divisions? Yeah. They're they're middle of the pack and it's like in in like another another division, maybe they are the second or third place team, you never know.
1: Yeah, it can definitely, you know, it can definitely happen and it's kind of that's the way it is in the NFL. Yeah. And that's why rebuilds don't take As long in the NFL, like you look at a sport like baseball, a last place team in baseball, unless it's the AOEs this year, but usually a last place team in baseball, you're winning 50 games. Like you're going to be terrible. In the NFL, you might only win four games, but you might have seven or eight one score games. You might have 10 one score games, and it just didn't break your way. And it might just be that your quarterback got injured or something. It's such a team game that one position can make such a difference. you know, coaching staff can make such a difference, you know. So it's why rebuilds don't take that long. Like Washington and New England can both win five games this year. It wouldn't shock anybody if they're both five-win teams. But at the same time, if they both go nine and eight, it's also not going to shock anybody. And if they make the playoffs, you know, it would be kind of surprising for Washington. But for New England, it's not going to be. You no, know, like you're still going to be like, oh, well, there's, you know, talent on the defensive side or, you know, they had some interesting pieces or like Sam Howe took a step and, you know, you could see why. So it's just, that's why rebuilds in the NFL don't take long. That's why I think if you suck for more than three or four years in a row, it's time to change coaching staffs, right? Like, it shouldn't take that long to rebuild in the NFL if you have a plan. That's why, to me, and we'll get to them probably in the next couple episodes, the Bears are a very interesting case study. Because people are going to be high on Justin Fields, but what if he doesn't progress this year? You know, what does Ryan Poles and, and Iberflus do? What if he's still rushing for a thousand yards, but he only throws for twenty seven hundred? Like, what do you what do you really do? What if he's winning games with his legs, but he's not playing quarterback well? And you win six games, seven games. You're gonna give him another year, or is like he's not your guy? You didn't draft him. Yeah. But if he's you know if he's electric and again, casuals. I hate bringing up fantasy football in real life, but thousand yards, ten rushing touchdowns. He, but you're getting blown out in these games, but he's putting up gaudy numbers. It's going to be hard to convince the public that he's not that guy. So it's just an interesting case study. It's interesting to see NFL teams that suck for a long time, not change coaches because it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about more about the bears down the line, but, um, I think it's a great point. And, you know, you kind of just have to wait and see. And, um, like you said, you know, three years, that's a long time in the NFL. You you literally yeah, I mean, you can, can go turn, for, you can,
1: yeah. You can turn you know, a whole roster over an offseason. Right? Like, yeah. hey, that's, you know, and usually, like, by the third year, and I'm not saying you have to, you know, be a Super Bowl contender in three years. I'm saying you need to, like, there has to Show be some sort of, sort of yeah. progression. Right? You can't have back-to-back two and, you know, 15 seasons, and then the third year you win six games. That's not good enough for me. Yeah. Like, you're You're out of here. But like if you show me the fruits of our labor of our tanking or you know us rebuilding and by the third year we're you know in close games maybe we still only won six or seven but the talent's there we've got a decent quarterback that we feel good about like okay we we can go on but if by the third year we're still four games five games six but they're all close our quarterback's not really progressing okay it, you know it's time to something's got to change maybe it's not a coaching fire but we got to do something, expedite it, get a veteran quarterback, something. It shouldn't take that long to rebuild in the NFL.
0: And if not, I mean, it's what Adam Silver says. Better learn Chinese, buddy. I mean, you got to move <laughs> on. Um, I think that's going to do it for me, for, for both of us today. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here?
1: No, nah, man, we got our double episode out. Yeah. Um, season is right around the corner. And I can't wait to come back next week talk about some more teams talk about some more off-season grades and uh you know just counting down the days till football is really back not That's the preseason
0: right. I I I don't know what the number is off the top of my head but I believe it's under a month now so excited to see um when we come back you know we'll probably do another we'll do another dual episode of an AFC and NFC team just got picked the divisions But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Armchair GMs. We hope you guys enjoyed.
1: Peace.